you know, life throws a lot of challenges at us. And uh, the only one thing that is constant in life is change. But amidst this one constant, we get lost several times. We have no idea how to deal with the constant change that's going on in our life. What happens when change is thrown at you? Do you have a strategy? Do you understand how to adapt, how to create momentum? Do you have a culture in your business? Do you have a culture in your family? Do you have a culture with the tribe that supports you, that will help you to navigate change? Change is the constant in life, and it is the thing that we're going to discuss today. Welcome to the Evolve Podcast. Evolve your body, evolve your mind, evolve your soul, and evolve your tribe. And now, it's time to disrupt. And with that, folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Evolve Podcast. Joining me in the winter weather of Oberlin, Ohio, is the most interesting man that I know, W. Miles Riley. Welcome, Miles. Thank you, Steve, and thanks for sending the snow that left Utah. Thank you for sending it here because oh, you're welcome. We got it today. We got the notice. No school. <clears throat> Tiago was overjoyed. Nice. And I was out there playing in I don't know a foot of snow. So thank you, thank you very much. Hey, there is more where that came from, buddy. But this time it is rain. As I look outside my window right now, we've got rain and wind. What a crazy winter we've had. You know what the ski resorts. It's been over 600 inches this year that have dropped. Just unbelievable amounts of snow. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love the snow, but I'm ready for some time on the beach. So somewhere in the mountains of Utah, my name is Steve Cutler. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Evolve Podcast. We are really excited about our guest tonight. I like to call him Russell's Muscles because when you look at him, uh, I mean, it's what well, he is. Just extremely muscular, but he's got this beautiful mustache as well. Russ Sherman, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it, Steve. It's it's definitely a pleasure to to be with you and, and share some time with you and Miles. Yeah, yeah, we I've, are, I've always looked up to you. Well, I appreciate that. We uh, we are excited to have you here and uh, sharing some wisdom with us. Uh, tell tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. What do you uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, my name's Russ German. I come out of the uh, a small town in, in Blackfoot, Idaho. Um, born born in Soda Springs, Idaho, and then we we moved out when I was in third grade to, to Blackfoot, Idaho, where I was pretty much raised. Uh, I grew up around sports. I, I was a big uh, sports fanatic. Love football, basketball. Uh, you know, you know my my mind was all about you know being the best in sports and in really. Um, striving in that area. And then I um, decided I needed to go off and venture and, and explore the world and, and uh, do all the things necessary to be able to uh, kind of um, resonate with, with all the people that I would associate in, in my future. And so I set off my journey and, and uh, Went to New York City of all places, spent a couple years, um, came back and and knew the small town wasn't for me. So I packed my bags and headed to small town in, in Utah, in Orem, and from there created a life. And uh, now I'm a I'm a fitness professional, uh, entrepreneur, and 
I love to impact lives wherever I can, wherever I am. Love that. And, uh, you know, health and fitness is a great fit for you, obviously, because you, you love sports, you love moving, you love staying active. And there's a, there's a significant motivational component to health and fitness, right? You've got to develop a, uh, uh, I don't even know what you call it, a knack for motivation if you're going to stay in the fitness uh, industry for a long period of time. Because uh, what most people find is it takes more mental strength than physical strength uh, to continue in this for the long term. So um, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about how did you get into the health and fitness? And how did you become a fitness professional? Yeah, great question. So back when I was a kid, I, I grew up, you know, dad, he, was, he lifted weights all the time. He had the punching bag. Um, he was always hitting the bag, lifting weights. Um, and I was just around it. And, uh, you know, as I grew up, I, I found myself in, in the gym all the time. And, you know, I was the first one at the gym bright and early, you know, 4am I was, I was there and, you know, it just made me feel good. And, you know, after school, after, you know, all my activities, I, I would find myself back in the gym. And then um, it, it just became a part of my life and really allowed me to find out who I was. Uh, and, and every time I left that gym and each year I found myself in, in a different form and I saw my body changing and my mind started to change. And so the evolution of, um, you know, the, the beginning when I was in diapers, I still have pictures to this day when I was in diapers, lifting my first dumbbell. Nice. Uh, That's and, uh, it, it's, it's a, definitely a, um, a prized possession of mine, but, uh, I, I decided that I, I needed to do something that I really loved to do. Um, I, I didn't want to do something my parents did. I didn't want to, you know, follow after their footsteps and nothing against what they were doing, you know, school teacher construction, I, I just didn't, my, my heart wasn't there. And so, you know, I, I told myself that I was going to do something that I loved. And, and again, I found myself in the gym. So I, I decided, you know, I needed to figure out how to make this a career. And so I literally started training people without having a certification. After that, I, I thought I was cool. And, you know, I was like, I don't need a certification. So I'm going to go get a job at a, at a gym. And so I literally went around in my little small town and, you know, asked these gym owners if I could have a job training people. I get turned down every time I, I'd go there. And it was interesting. Um, but I remember this vividly, actually going in into a gym owner and asking him, you know, what does it, what does it take to, you know, get a job here so I could train, you know, the people in here? He says, you got to be certified. Well, I, I, and I told him, I was like, well, I know how to train people. I've been training for years. He's like, no, you got to be certified. And I was pretty, pretty upset. And then, uh, fast forward a little bit, you know, I had to go through some, some different evolutions and changes to, to allow, uh, you know, the overall career to take place. I ended up going to Alaska and, and doing different things to pay for college and, and different things. Um, and then it evolved into getting my certification um, as a CPT. And then as I continued down that path, I was just a big geek. I just ate it up and I, I just couldn't get enough of it. And so 
um, from that first shirt. Um, and that's a story in itself, you know, cause I'm not a big, not a big book guy. I'm not, you know, I didn't think I was very intelligent. I'm not a test taking type of individual. I'm more of a visual hands-on type of guy. And so it took me a little bit to get that first cert. But after that, it just, it, it was part of me and I wanted to change lives and it, it made me feel good to help people do what I love to do. And from there, it, it, you know, brought me to where I am today and, and it's changed my life um, in so many different aspects from the relationships to, you know, how I, how I raise my family, how I coach my kids, how I associate with people, uh, just the opportunities that, that I've had. And so long story short, that's, that's what got me into it is, uh, pretty much my, my dad, um, and the, the habit after that and how it made me feel is what really got me into, you know, health and fitness and, and, and has really changed my life. Yeah, it's amazing how, uh, where we find ourselves later in life, there's seeds of that, uh, you know, that were planted in our early life, right? Like you, I grew up loving the outdoors, loving movement, playing basketball, all sorts of things. And so I think that that led me in the, in a very similar space. So, uh, pretty common thing there that, uh, whether you're in Blackfoot, Idaho, or, uh, anywhere else in the world, it, that spark can, can hit you, right? Um, you've been a fitness professional for how many years now? Um, I'm at 17 years so far. So that's amazing. Almost coming up on two decades now. Um, Russ, one of the things that I know that you focus on quite a bit is, uh, helping people to navigate change in life and navigate Mm -hmm. change in business and navigate change through their life. Talk a little bit about why change it's so difficult for people. Yeah, that's a great question, Steve. I, I think the biggest thing that, you know, if we look at someone's life, uh, you know, we can see from the time they were born to their current reality, their conditioning, you know, as a child, whatever their circumstance was, whatever their upbringing was, uh, their environments, their, their parent situation, uh, single family home, uh, two parent home, uh, you know, the schooling that they, they were brought up in, um, you know, all those nuances, you know, within kind of the evolution of a human being, I tend to find that we, we get hardwired in, in a sense that when life happens, which is inevitable, right? Uh, we, we find that we, we resist change and it's hard to change because of the, the fact that those, those hard wires are so, so deeply wired um, to, to the core and, and uh, to the, I mean, they're just, they're just tight and it's hard to, uh, you know, unwire something that's been wired, hardwired. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think that the biggest thing to answer your question is it's, it's hard to undo, you know, uh, a person's conditioning. Uh, from when they were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to. So let me that. ask because I, you know, I, I've, you know, I, what Russ was one of the first people I met. He was, actually Russ was the first trainer I met at Lifetime when I started working there. And um, <clears throat> him and Robbie Rafeko. And I, I watched you work with people, man. I, I watched, I watched people come in and they would almost be like excited to be in the gym. Like, how do you? 
contrast what you just said and turn that into something that people can grasp so change becomes easier for them. Because I've seen you work with people and it seems like you've busted through their resistance. How, how do you, what do you do to get through that? Uh, that's a great, great question. It gives me a chills when you ask that because it's a, it's a process I learned um, from a coach a while, uh, a long time ago, actually. And uh, I use it every time I go into, into, into change, into resistance. And I call it Y times 10. So it, I love the visual of kind of the, the life cycle of an individual, right? I, I like to picture a circle. And we, we start off you know, on this journey called life, right? And I like to call that the status quo. And then all of a sudden in life, right, a wall, life happens, and all of a sudden we, we smack that wall, right? We hit it. Um, and then all these thoughts, feelings, emotions, and moods arise, and we start getting emotional. We, we get drunk up our emotions. And then all of a sudden, in this circle, right, it's a slippery slope. We got two options, right? We, we have the option to kind of hang a sharp left which is gonna take us to what I like to call eternal expansion, always learning, always growing. But again, the emotion, those thoughts, feelings, emotions, and moods are so strong that our bodies and our abilities to be proactive within that situation is, is just not possible without the proper repetition, right? And, and the training and the, and the habitual patterns. And so what happens is we, we slowly slide down the circle and I want you to visualize off that circle, we have tree branches and we have an opportunity to grab up on those tree branches and, and pull ourselves up to kind of grasp a little bit of breath, hope uh, and, and possibility. But again, we're so drunk off of emotion, we continue to fall down that slippery slope into what I like to call the dark pit, the pit where we get swallowed up in, right? It's this hole. It's, it's this mindset it's this way of being that's victimized poor me why me why is this happening to me i can't do this this is too hard you know our our old life our, our old self-gravity is just so heavy we we can't fathom on how to navigate what we just you know what what just happened the change and so we sit in there for a, for a minute until we have a mentor or a or a coach or a, someone that inspires us to kind of climb out of that hole and see this, this light, this light that allows us to see hope, to see that there's something on the other side of that dark pit. And all of a sudden you, you gain the strength and the momentum to get out of that dark hole and you start crawling out on the other side of that circle, which which on that other side of that circle, if, you, if you're with me and, you, and you're visualizing that circle, there's tree branches on this other side too. And then you gain the strength and all of a sudden you start climbing up those tree branches. And you, and you get stronger and stronger because of the hope, the mentor has inspired you. You start seeing kind of your purpose, uh, the, the momentum. And then all of a sudden you find yourself right back up to the, the, the road, what I like to call the status quo, your, your, your journey where you've been and then you get going right you, you have hope you set a new goal and then all of a sudden bam right you run into that wall again and it's consistent and i like to call this hypnotic rhythm 
if you haven't read the book, uh, Outwitting the Devil, it's an amazing book talking about conversation with the devil. Um, and it talks about hypnosis in, in the hypnotic rhythm. And I, I, I kind of term this because in life we get hypnotized by that very cycle that I explained. Mm-hmm. And it's not until we integrate what I like to call the, the Y times 10 that we can really get in to motion and stay in motion. And like you were saying, you know, the people I work with, I had to allow them to see that visual and to see what their life cycle would be and continue to be if they didn't get out and let me help them. And so I would drill down. I would say, for example, Miles, you know, what are your goals? And you would tell me, well, Russ, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to you know, I want to lose a little bit of body fat percentage. I want to look good, feel good. Great, Miles. I love that. But at the end of the day, Miles, why does losing 10 pounds even matter? Why does losing body fat even matter? Why does looking good, feeling good even matter to you? And I would sit there and let them tell me. And then I would write it down and I would repeat what they said to me. Okay. Well, I want to feel better because I'm tired of looking in the mirror and looking like crap, right? And then I would repeat that, okay? Well, looking in the mirror and looking good, at the end of the day, Miles, why does that truly matter to you? And they would tell me. And I would drill down, and I, I still, to this day, use this process because, to me, it is the turning point. It's the pattern reset It's the opportunity to rewire the mind to get the specific results that you want. So that being said, I drilled down 10 times until I hit that emotional strength, right? Something that I call it their driving force. And it it takes sometimes a lot and it takes some practice. I've done thousands of reps of doing this to the point where I can get to someone's heart and understand what's going to drive them. Because if I just allow them to be one level on their why, there's no way they're not going to show up to our sessions. They're not going to change their mindset. They're not going to rewire. They're not going to do all those things necessary to get through change, to really create impact transformation in their life. And so it's my duty and obligation. If they're going to give me money, I have got to, make sure that I understand their driving force so that way I can help them, right? Remember what it is that is driving them and going to keep them from staying in that vicious cycle, the hypnotic rhythm. That's only going to keep them there for 60, 70, 80 years until they die with all their goals, all their dreams undone. And for me in my life, I will not let people in my circle across from me go down like that i want them to really you know rise to their true potential yeah there's there's a lot of uh of wisdom in what you're talking about Uh, you know carol dewick in her book uh mindset talks uh quite a bit about this idea of the fixed mindset and what you're referencing with this hard wiring we we don't even realize all of the things that we have become hardwired to believe think do uh, everything from habits, thoughts, uh, you know, nuanced patterns of behavior, we get fixated on it. 
And as you're talking about this cycle, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are resonating with that. They're, they say, yeah, I've been through that. I go through the slide. I come back up. I, then I hit status quo again. But what I think a lot of people don't understand and until somebody points it out is this cycle doesn't need to continue. The cycle is based on some sort of fixed mindset, some sort of fixed behavior. We're fixed on the past. We're fixed on the old wiring. And that is what's keeping us back. And so in order to create growth, we've got to unplug all of these different cords from the past. We have to go back to what it was that put these cords together that that started to wire the brain the way that it was. Once we start to do that, as you're talking about this tree branch, you're climbing out, you're climbing out, you're climbing out. Well, oftentimes you get to the status quo, but you might even be a little bit worse off than before because status quo now means, oh, I hit the same weight. But last time you dieted, you may have lost muscle and fat. And now when you put weight back on, you might just have put on more body fat. So your weight might be the same, but your body is going to be metabolically off. What you focus on is helping people to identify these mindsets, to identify where those fixed points are through the past and help them to move forward. When you've peeled back these onion layers and you've gone through the questioning of why, why, why does a person want to reach their goal? What's the next step? Awesome. So your question, you know, where do you, where do you go after you find, you know, the, the why times 10 after you peel back the onion and really understand that the person, yep. yeah, you know, just like you said, it's, it's all about peeling that onion back and really finding that core. So I, I always gauge temperature. I always want to understand mm. where the individual is really, uh, because I believe in energy. I believe, you know, after doing this for so many years, there, there's people that really need my help and that want my help. Um, and you know, if, if they're an energy vampire is what I like to call them, I, I don't want to work with them. And it's not because they're a bad person or that they're, you know, not a right fit. It's just, you know, I only have so many, so much energy to give and I, and I want to give it powerfully. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to give it in a way that, uh, you, you know, is lazy or just going through emotions. And so I gauge the temperature. But, you know, but that's a great point. I, I want to pause on that for just a second because an energy vampire just isn't ready to change, right? And so we have to recognize that. And you've got to ask yourself, if you say you want to change, but you're the person that constantly is going to your friends or you hire 10 coaches and never listen to them, you are an energy vampire and you're not ready to change. So save your money. Don't go out and hire a coach. Figure out why it is that you need the attention that you need um, and dig deep and you know go go deeper rather than going and stealing other people's energy. So I, I think that's a really important point, Russ. I love that you brought that up because uh, we see that too often, not just in health and fitness, but in life. Energy vampires are just trying to get some sort of validation from other people. They're not ready to change. They're addicted to the cycle of help. They're addicted to the cycle of uh, you know getting that attention because something's wrong. Exactly, exactly. So after I get their, you know, their temperature, and I usually gauge that by asking a simple question, you know, Steve, on a scale one to 10, one being you're not committed, 10 being you're super committed, and you're ready for me to, to coach you and to transform your life, how committed are you? And I'll just shut up and I'll let them think about it, mow it over, 
and it takes a little bit because some people are kind of like, ah, I don't know, you know. And so after that, if it's a five or six, I'm going to, I'm going to close the gap. And if, you know, I can't close the gap, then it's not a fit. I'm going to move on and I'm, I'm going to tell the person to go home and do some homework. I want them to drill a little bit deeper on what they truly want and why it matters. And, and I'll give them homework to go home and, and ponder about, because like you said, they're just not ready mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. Not everybody's ready for us because yep. I'm a, I'm a different, I'm a different trainer. I'm not your, you know, your typical guy where you come in, count your reps. I actually work in, and I meet the person where they're at. I, I love, and, and I don't create any judgment. I mean, you could smell like fish. You can, you, you can look horrible. You, whatever. I'm going to love you because I love changing lives. I'm going to get talking in about miles right now, smelling like fish and uh, <laughs> looking horrible. You notice I didn't say anything. I'm just going to take a shower when this is over. Thank you. <laughs> it happens. It happens. No, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a step to allow me to understand their commitment level to, to be able to get into their, their life and create a process that will transform their life forever. And once they get into my my, my program, my system, it's it's a whole nother beast because it's not just training, it's mindset. It's more in rituals. It's the process. It's retreats. It's creating momentum. It's continuing to build a being that cannot be disturbed when change happens because yeah. it's inevitable mm-hmm. right we see it we're seeing it today the economy's going to crap how do we deal with it well everything we learned in fitness you're going to be able to take that what i taught you and apply it to what's going on right now in the economy in your world in your career in your spirituality in your relationships in your financial game right and it's going to blow your mind yeah, and it's about, um, I mean, I, I like how you're talking about these different aspects that have significant crossover in different pe- or different aspects of people's lives. In order to get those things going, though, you've got to create this massive momentum at the very beginning, right? Um, once, the, once somebody's in pretty good shape, they know how to eat well, it, it's a lot easier to maintain, right? You've created the lifestyle. Um, gaining muscle is more difficult than maintaining the muscle is, right? Getting lean is more difficult than maintaining the leaner body. How is it that you're uh, developing this momentum with people when they get started? It starts with the first conversation, right? It's a mindset. And I've really got to understand if this person has that mindset. And typically I'll find out within the first session. It's it's a different type of training. It's a training that not a lot of people can handle just because it's hard. You know, just like you said, it's hard to build muscle. It's hard to maintain muscle. It takes a special ability in the mind and to really structure a program that creates the tension necessary to maximize the growth of muscle. Mm-hmm. And so it really comes down to a specific ability and capacity to be able to endure pain and you know people think that you know you can get these crazy results in in the body and 
in, in the financial, in, in your spirituality, in your, in your relationships by just going through the motions. No, you, you've got to create pain, deliberate pain and, and understand that it's going to take work. And mm-hmm. I show them what that work's going to look like, what it's going to feel like, but understanding coach Russ is there to guide you through what you're feeling because he's never going to put you through something that he hasn't already put himself through and worked through and mastered, right? The, the nuances of those pains are, are very delicate. And, and some people, they break if you cannot coach to that threshold or that capacity. And so, you know, I'm very careful with, with my progressions. I'm very care- careful with my conversations my wording, I really look at, you know, a lot of nuances, their body language, facial expressions, their energy, their flow. Um, there's a lot of nuances that go into, you know, really creating, you know, the, you know, the muscle um, in all aspects of life. Yeah. I, relationship with pain, I think, is probably one of the most important things. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he talked about becoming top bodybuilder in the world. And still to this day, I think many uh, Mr. Olympias will say that Arnold was the best. I I saw a video recently of Ronnie Coleman, who uh, won more Mr. Olympias than than Arnold did. And he said, no, Arnold was the best Mr. Olympia of all. Arnold's relationship with to pain was different than anybody else's. He knew that once he got into the pain, that that's where the growth happened. And he started to create this almost euphoric association with pain because every single time he got into pain, he knew that growth was on the other end of it. And so there's, there's a famous talk that he gives where he discusses the idea that people would ask him, why do you smile when you're in the gym? And he says, smile, because when I go into pain, I'm happy because I know that on the other end of pain, that's where the growth is. I'm building bigger calves. I'm building a bigger chest. I'm building a bigger arm, whatever it is. And it's the same way in life if we know how to utilize pain. But utilizing pain, utilizing challenge that's right in front of us is not a skill set that everybody develops. Probably one of the most important skill sets, in my opinion, in life, not just the gym, but in life, being able to utilize pain. Walk us through, Russ, how you coach people to change their relationship to pain. Yeah, so that's that's a uh, that's a it's a, a deep question. Um, I, th- I think the the biggest thing that I do is I hold high mountain retreats. I call it the, the Goat Revolution, mm. and, and it's a space. It's a vulnerable space. It's a safe space that we create a very a very um, heightened depth of pain to create vulnerability, to create um, different thoughts, different emotions, different uh, opportunities to explore what pain is in in all different aspects, you know, faith, family, fitness, financial, uh, you know, in all those different, different aspects. And so as I, as I coach someone into that process, I call them evolutions, uh, you, you know, I tee them up in, in, in a way that they can understand that they're about to go through something that's going to, going to give them a little bit of pain. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is I slowly kind of baptize them into pain 
walk them through the process and allow them to be within the pain and coach them through, it becomes, it becomes easier to understand that human beings can do amazing things with the right coaching, with the right training around pain. And so it's a process. It's a slow process. And for some people, you may disagree with me, you know, a lot of people jump into pain. Um, and I think, you know, there's a certain time, you know, time and place for that. But I think for what I'm talking about, you know, coaching someone into pain and how to endure pain and how to embrace pain and how to learn from pain. It's a process of learning because some people, you know, have trauma in the past triggers. And, and so you got to be careful when you're coaching someone yep. that comes from that space. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and so I think the biggest thing is giving people experience, whether it's, you know, small pain, medium pain, large amounts of pain. And so it's a progressive, it's a progressive thing. So I like to start off my evolutions with, you know, many pain cycles, if you will, mm, to help I like that. create right the, yep. their, their capacity to endure pain and then before they know it at the end of the retreat they can go home knowing that they did something really hard and now they have the experience the practical experience the tool sets skill sets and mindsets to be able to deploy in all areas of their life faith family fitness financial or whatever they they, they want to do in life it's it's a beautiful thing yeah, I isn't like how you talked about that small people, to big. It's isn't it kind of interesting how people will somehow assimilate and and lean into pain that's been imposed on them. Well, it's it's like kind of ironic they get comfortable with pain, and yet when it comes time to use pain that you're picking to change, they resist that. If that makes sense. And, and will continue to go live in the other pain and, and not understand that pain is pain. And if you want to live in that pain where you're not happy with your body, you're not happy with your life, you're not happy, that's painful. And then all of a sudden, when it comes time to change, that's the pain that they just kind of push to the side because they think that's too difficult. Right. You want to speak to that? Yeah, I think there, there's a lot of substance there. I think it's the space. I think it's the space that they're in their their, their environment, their association with, with those around them, right? Um, I think that when they're in this in a space of like-minded individuals that are going through similar um, changes or, or situations, they're more more vulnerable to act within that space. Rather, their old self conditioning, you, you know, that it is painful that they're willing to just sit in that because it's comfortable pain, right? It's not deliberate pain that we're creating over here. It's comfortable pain. They're used to that, right? They, it's, it's almost like they enjoy it, even though they don't know they yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, and so but, I think but there, there is, there is a, a chemical release. Pain does give like a, a, a sense of pleasure to some people. And I think that, like you said, they enjoy it. I, I, I actually think they do. And that's part of why it gives, 
it gives validation. People get addicted to the to the pain of uh, rejection. People get addicted to the pain because it, it it's often easier to say, well, I failed over here, and they're addicted to that rather than the pain and the difficulty that it takes to stick to a goal and achieve their best life, right? Evolution is not easy. It's much easier to say, oh, I was rejected, or oh, this happened. And that pain addiction is something that I see happen so much. I, I, every excuse in the book, oh, I didn't know because of this, or well, that person said that, right? We get addicted to pain, and we become I, really I good at Steve making excuses. I think just telling us he likes to get spanked. Uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> but we people get so addicted to this idea that their life is what it is because of somebody else and that um you know the world the universe some somebody's against them um you know i, I heard someone rant recently about oh so many people are against me and so many people are you know talking about this and talking about that i'm like dude no no one no one cares no one's talking about about you no one cares about your life yeah. When you're not around, nobody cares. Nobody t is talking about you. Like, I don't mean that in a rude way, but no one cares. They've got their own lives. And so I think this pain addiction is part of what keeps people on this slippery slope down into the pit. And it just because I, now I can make an excuse. Talk a little bit more, Russ, about the, um, the, the, the small introductions of pain and how you're helping people to introduce pain, get a slightly deeper feeling, and then you can go deeper and deeper and... Uh, oil the goldfish. No, I love it. Um, so when I start off, you know, retreat, I go into, you know, for, for the small aspect of pain, right. But let's, let's talk more, you know, mentally, mm -hmm. you know, okay. um, compared to, to physical pain. So I usually start off with more mental pain, right. And that's going to be our limited beliefs. Uh, and so I have a, an evolution, uh, that I do that I have them. I mean, it, this is, you know, we're two, three, four in the morning when I've, you know, prepped them and, and we're, we're talking about what the experience is going to be. And, and I've coached them through the process and we, we go in and, and we're under the stars we're, we're under the moon, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, and, and we're in a, a space of vulnerability that they can open up and just download and, and just purge, you know, everything, you know, that they're dealing with that it's holding them back. And so I'll have them uh, on this bottle, um, you know, full of water. I'll have them write down all their limit, limiting beliefs, you know, with the permanent marker, it's a, you know, about a one liter bottle. Um, and I'll just, I'll give them, you know, 20, 30 minutes just to really sit on it and ponder and, and really come, come to terms with, you know, what's really holding them back. And, and that's, for me, in my experience, I think that's, you know, a, a little bit of pain, right? That's, that's just kind of breaking the surface and, and allowing yeah. them to kind of feel those emotions, kind of go through those things and those thoughts, those feelings, and, and kind of navigate those. Almost like an awareness then, of pain at that point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, you know, as, as the night goes on, um, we, we set those aside and then we, we do a, a couple other things. And then the next day I'm able to, we, we set them up as targets and we have, you know, nine millimeters, uh, machine guns, whatever, you know, they want to use. And we teach them gun safety. We, we teach them all these things and um, we go up and, and we have them set up their limited beliefs 
and then we have them just blown to pieces just nice. to shoot them you know and, and the release of that right and kind of visceral that's like a gut yeah i mean you're feeling that when that when those things explode i would imagine 100 yeah you know? cool. and, and that's, that's you know another you know, kind of a pro- progression to pain uh, and there's a lot to to learn in that um it's a it's a loaded conversation but from there you know we go as far as okay i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in you know some weight when you're tired you're exhausted and we're gonna you know we're gonna claim those as the, these rocks these burdens these these stories that you've been holding on since you were you know in third grade I remember my first experience doing this with one of my coaches. We were doing a five-day retreat, and, and I had some heavy stuff that I was carrying. And so, you know, kept piling it on, and mile after mile after mile, when I was exhausted and fatigued, the pain was just something that I've never fathomed before. And so my body was starting to tap out, and, and my my story would would – just grow into this crazy why am I doing this why am I here and it helped me explore as my coach coached me through the pain that I was in and kind of what I've been holding on that's not allowing me to break free into really creating the life that I've always wanted to create Mm. and pain got so deep that at the end it, it was just a powerful experience you know, just to share with, with you and everyone that's listening, I, I, I fell to my knees in, in just this excruciating pain of not only pain, but relief that I was able to get rid of some of the, the, the biggest barriers that, that have been holding me back since I was a kid and releasing, you know, the, the pain and liberating my soul, and my mind, my heart to be able to go freely and expand, create something new. And in that moment, my life was changed forever. And that's, again, another reason why I do what I do. Um, and then I can look back on that experience and be like, you know, say I'm dealing with a career thing or a, a client or something challenging. I can go back to that moment because it's so vivid the pain was so intense, it left a mark. It's part of my success formula. And I can relive that moment and realize that if that if I'm almost dying and I feel like I'm dying, I can shift to low gear. I can change gears. Yeah. I don't yeah. Have to give up. Great right? point. Great point. And, and so it, it really shifted my ability to, to create and that's why now I'm evolving into this human being that just wants to change the world because I know the evolution of a human on up to my point in my life. And I know what works and what doesn't work. And I just want to make an impact through obviously my experiences that I've had and the coaching that I've had and, and, and just create a massive impact in people's lives. Yeah. It's amazing when we, when we, have a breakthrough like that and we go on our own hero's journey that we then want to create those for other people right we have some sort of epiphany we break through the challenge we break through the struggle and we say well who else can i help and that's uh that's a pretty powerful thing right 
and and you're kind of passionate about it. Sometimes you just want to look at people and go, "If you could just see what I see." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to do that all the time. <laughs> it's a beautiful story, beautiful, uh, beautiful journey, and I I know that uh, clients uh, that you work with go through that same uh, process. Uh, Russ, I want to shift gears and just ask a few different questions uh, about you, your life, your learning. Um, what is something that you have learned in the last two to three years that excites you the most? It's a powerful question. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of on a journey right now of exploring what's possible from the last two to three years. I think the last two year, two to three years has really molded me into a, a very different leader, uh, thought leader, uh, to the point where it, it's, it scares me what's possible. I, I look at the globe. I look at online. I look at, you know, how many people are in this world. And what I've learned just over the past three years, um, what's possible. And so I've really been doing some deep work in, in navigating that path and really fine-tuning next steps. Um, but I think the biggest things that I've learned you know, through really, you know, the last three years, trials, good times, bad times, um, is that change is inevitable, right? There's not a, I feel, I feel like a lot of us think that there's just going to be this moment in our life that it's just going to be a smooth ride Mm -hmm. and there's not going to be any turbulence. There's not going to be any bumps. But what I've come to terms with in, in the past two three years to answer your question is there's no finish line. Yeah. There's just a peak. There really isn't. You know, there yeah. really isn't. It's just That's a peak. That's great. There's no finish line. <clears throat> and so, you know, I think, you know, when we think about there's no finish line, then there's no reason to get complacent. There's no reason to, to get, you know, stagnant. There's There's no reason to, you know, get caught up in the nonsense of the world and fear and you just got to shift to low gear right and and really stay grounded and present in the moment and always realize that there's no finish line well if you do get stagnant like just treat it as a pause all right i'm enjoy this pause and then i'm back on it again yeah Yeah. it's a season right yeah it's a season I tell people, if you don't believe in change, show me your baby pictures. (laughs) (laughs) There it is right there. You used to shit on yourself. Now you don't. That's great. Uh, A few more years, you'll you'll go back to shit. Right, you'll go back. Probably shit on yourself here soon in a couple of years. It'll be very different, but it's it'll it'll be a change. But yeah, Russ, uh, aside from shitting on yourself, what scares you right now? (laughs) <laughs> um, the the infrastructure uh, of where my mind's at uh, it, it's it's global it's it's huge um, and so the infrastructure of that kind of global vision scares I love that out of yeah. the infrastructure of your mind I love that phrase that's a cool expansive t-shirt yeah yeah infrastructure of my mind 
God damn, Russ. <laughs> That's beautiful. What are you most proud of right now? Um, I think uh, the, the biggest thing I'm proud of is, is the, the father and husband that I am. In spite of the way I grew up, the, the way that I... I, yeah, the way I grew up, uh, you know, I'm just really proud of, you know, the dad, the husband, and the intentional, you know, father that I am. So beautiful. I love, love the relationship you have with your kids. I look at all your pictures when you're posting them and freaking frack. I love the, the relationship you have with them, man. My world. So it's, yeah, <laughs> they're great kids. Beautiful. Who's inspiring you right now? Jeez. Other than Steve and I. Yeah, man. I, there's a lot of influences right now in my life that inspire me. Um, I could just pick one. I'd have to go with the guy that, that, that really changed my life um, in a moment where I needed it. Uh, Satem Manali. I owe, I owe a lot to that guy. Um, he, he really gave me a breath of fresh air and, and gave me the tools necessary to navigate what I was going through when I was uh, losing, losing my gym. Um, yeah. I had 200, $200 in my account. So I'd have to give it to him. Great. Great. Uh, great call out there. Uh, Russ, if you were to go back and give your former self 10 years ago advice, what would it be? Um, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, I, I'm a big overanalyzer. Mm. I tend to tend to overthink things to, you know, to the, to the point where I get sick, you know? And so I, I would tell my, my younger self, man, that, you know, love the journey and, and not don't, don't sweat the small stuff. It just do what you can control what you can control and don't sweat the small stuff. Great advice. Final question for you. So at Evolve, we believe that people evolve by stacking one simple habit on top of another. If there's one habit that you would like our listeners to start with and be consistent with, what would it be? Your language to yourself. Mm. Tell language us creates. Language creates. I have a I have a very, very, um, I guess it's my language in, in my head has created all my outcomes in my life. Mm. And so the stories, you know, the conversations I have, the, the words I use, the, you know, the flow and, and my, what I call CSCs, my conscious self-creations have, have created my current reality right now. And so if there's any, any habit that you can create that you can, you know, really hone into it, it's your communication with yourself because your communication with yourself is going to plant in that subconscious mind, which is going to work for you. And it's going to spit out everything that you say. And so it's definitely self-talk. Love that. Well, Russ Sherman, 
What a, what a great conversation. Very proud of you. Very proud of all the uh, great things that you're doing, that you're, that you're creating, and grateful for you to uh, come and join us uh, for, for a uh, uh, what I think will be a very inspirational and informational conversation for our listeners. Yeah, uh, and on that note, folks, it is time for us to wrap up another episode of the Evolve Podcast. We want to thank Russ for joining us uh, today and my co-host, W. Miles Riley. Russ, you've got a lot of great things going on. What is the best way for people to connect with you and follow your personal evolution? So I'm, I'm not uh, one of your tech geeks. I'm definitely tech illiterate. And so I think that the easiest way to find me is on Facebook. Uh, Russ Sherman, that's where I have all my stuff. I've got five different social media platforms, but Facebook is going to be your, your quickest bet. I'm kind of you know, that's my habit right there. Uh, so you can find me there, DM me there. Uh, love to serve, love to impact. Awesome. Well, only, thank you so only, much. Only in this current environment can a man get on and say he's tech illiterate with five different platforms. <laughs> <laughs> there's more than five. Right? There's probably like 20 that we're tech illiterate on, if we're being honest, right? There's so many. There's new stuff coming out every single day. So. You know, We're with you I, I there, buddy. I was going to say, like, MySpace. He said, I got five different platforms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miles has still got his MySpace account, right? I actually do. I do, too. Oh, I was actually I, joking. Nice. I never had one, so I I, I just assumed they were all gone. Well, Rush Sherman, once again, right thanks on. so much for uh, joining us. Uh, a great, great conversation, and I think our listeners are really going to enjoy uh, yeah, listening yeah. to it and getting some great motivation from you. Yeah, uh, so some golden nuggets in there. Yeah, for our listeners, hey, remember that it does take time and consistency to evolve, but first, you have to disrupt. And now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. And evolve. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evolve Podcast. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. And if you haven't done so, please give us a rating. As an independent podcast, it really helps us get more reach. This podcast is part of our mission to help millions of people evolve into the best versions of themselves. Please check out our coaching services at evolve-cast.com or pick up some of our Evolve merch. Until next time, keep evolving.